Is it just me or is it just me? <laughs> yep, it's another solo recording. Um, but yeah, um, let's just say that um, before I was going to start, we were going to have someone else with us. However, um, yeah, timing wise, and also um, we put this off for like who knows how long. And it's been a week since it's been, and um, I want to talk about it. So. Let's just do it. Um, anyways, welcome to the Cup TV, the currently ending podcast where we put the real and the tea in reality. And you you could always come to us first to quench your thirst. I am Brandon, your professional fangirl of Crosser Dragon video games. Um, as always, I am drinking water because um, I always need it because hydration is important. Um, out of my new um, Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, it's a little controversial right now because um, um, allegedly... Um, Stanley ha- contains, like, Stanley Cups contain some lead, but um, I bought it before knowing that, and, um, but I'm still making use out of it because it's it's a good vessel. But if I weren't drinking out of my Stanley Cup, I would be drinking out of my cup mug. No, 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 cup mug. Um, you can get your um, cup mug and other um, cup merch needs at lonagecreations.etsy.com. Um, Because there are no excuses. I'm talking to you all, Grammy fans. I see you. Now, okay, before I get into any, like, thing when it comes to just this, um, I need to call out Lewis. Well, shout out and call out Lewis. Because um, last year, um, rewind to last year, um, he did a video for the Brit Awards. And not thinking about including me. And I was like, hey, Lewis, um, how come you didn't want to include me? Um, he did it like, uh, I think he did the video on a whim. And I was just like, um, and I think the time of the recording when we did that, um, I wasn't able to be, be a part of it, but oh, well. Um, so um, I wanted to do a Grammys video with him, um, but um, timing wise um, hasn't been working out. And then you'll try to get this recording. We we're supposed to like breaking the fourth wall we were supposed to record last week and like the week of the grammys was over however um we tried to we moved it to today and um but as a recording it's february 11th which is also the the super bowl um both those and i wasn't going to do it right after the halftime show and um which which I, which I am so and also at the time of this recording the super bowl had just ended so um don't know who had won yet because i'm not keeping up with it right now so but hey, um, so I, I said to Lewis, like, why don't we do a Grammys recording together? So let's do it. Um, and um, and like, look out in the future of Lewis and I doing th- the Brits for this year. Um, well, I think what he wanted to do was do like a nominations prediction. Um, obviously, I wasn't going to do that for the Grammys because like, the, again, there are a lot. I am like, there are 94 um, awards for the Grammys and there is no time to cover all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so um what i will do instead um with this is um i'll break down um me the breaking down the main ceremony of the performances um and the awards for the main ceremony um i also talk about other um awards for um the pre-ceremony that they did so we're going to cover that as well 
Um, and then I'll talk about the highlights of my of what I liked, what I didn't like, and so on and so forth. But before we get to all of that, make sure to subscribe to The Cup TV, um, The Cup Reality, and um, The Cup ESC, because we do all things um, drag, all things reality TV, and all things Euro Eurovision. Now, let's get into this, because whew, I have some thoughts. <laughs> now, for context, um, for those who don't know... Um, I talk about I sometimes talk about this in my my other recordings um, throughout this podcast, but um, I am like an avid music lover. Um, I attended so many concerts to count, um, but I did keep track of how many concerts I've been to um, the last couple of years alone. Um, both in 2022 and 2023, I've attended 38 concerts um, in each year, and. Whew, that was a lot, but um, worth it. Um, live music is everything to me, and it's been like a staple. I'm also a band student, so I. It was just something that I knew that I had to like. Well, not not new, but like music has been a part of my life like for forever, and then just me like consuming music. It's been like a long, long journey of how how much I've been like appreciative of what I've been listening to over the years and all that. And then with the Grammys coming here, it's like, um, but when it comes to the Grammys, like, I would say it's like, yes, it's one of the prestigious awards when it comes to like the main awards of EGOT of the Emmys, the Grammys, um, uh, Oscars and Tonys. Um, and then if you want to count Golden Globe in there, because um, it can be double G if you'd like. Um, now, in my honest opinion, um, in recent years, Grammys hasn't had that same, like, flair as it used to be. Oops. However, um, it's still one of my favorite award shows because I love watching the performances. Um, they also recognize a lot of, like, a lot of um, music that I've really enjoyed and also music that's been, like, cult culturally changed pop culture the way it has. But um, we'll we'll get into it later. But one pointed speech that happened this um, ceremony really caught the attention to a lot of people. And um, speaking facts, um, but we'll get into it. But we're gonna start with um, the awards for um, what happened in the pre-ceremony of what I liked. Um, now I'm gonna scroll through a bit because like there's a lot to go through and. There's not a lot of time. So um, just to start off right off the bat, um, for um, Best Producer, um, Producer of the Year for Non-Classical, Jack Antonoff won. And rightfully so, because he got um, credits for being Producer of the Year for fun Being Funny in a Foreign Language by the 1975. Um, did you know there was a tunnel on the Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey and Midnight's by Taylor Swift? Um now, again, over the years, Jack Antonoff has done so much for um, a lot of songwriters, um, also um, part of Bleachers um, and formerly of the band Fun. And Jack Antonoff has been killing it. Like, um, of course, um, my first instance of Jack Antonoff producing was when I, he did 1989 for Taylor Swift, um, OG first. And of course, with Taylor's version, um, it just shows how like how hardworking Jack Antonoff is. Um, I had the opportunity to see him live. Um, couple years back um at the all things go festival um for for bleachers and 
he can perform and um i'll be seeing him um this year um, for his own show which i'm very excited about um other um, producers that were nominated included um Dern Stemile, um emil the second hit boy metro boomin and um dan negro um now I, in my opinion um either jack antonoff or dan negro was going to take it because um how much of Jack Antonoff has been around, and also recently with Danny Grove with Olivia Rodrigo, Chaperone, um, German Kennedy, um, and Caroline Polachek. So it's been year. It's been a good year for those two, and I'm so happy that it got to got to Jack Antonoff for a th third time. And it's just something that I'm glad that that's been a thing. So um, now one category I wasn't really familiar with, however, it just became like. I guess more known. It's part of the general field now. Um, it's songwriter of the year. Um, winner won by Theron Thomas, um, which I didn't know much about. Um, from the credits of so he got credit for a songwriter of the year for All My Life by Lil Dirk, Been Thinking by Tyla, um, Cheat Back by Chloe and Future, um, How We Roll by Sierra and Chris Brown, ooh, um, um, Make Up Your Mind by Corday, um, Pretty Girls Walk by Big Law. Boss Vet, um, Seven John Cook Lotto, Told Ya, Chloe, Missy Elliott, and You and I by Seku. So a, a lot of like R&B, hip hop sort of thing, sort of the, yeah. But then again, um, still not a bad choice, but um, the fact that one of those credits is with for Chris Brown songs, like, ugh. Um, um, Other nominees came with um, Edgar Barrera, um, Jesse Joe Dillon, um, Shane McNally, and Justin Tranter. Now, um, of my bias, and I say bias because um, I've known this person a lot more. Like I love Justin Tranter. Like of course, like he's worked with a lot of people, including with Julia Michaels, uh, Miley Cyrus, Renee Rapp, um, Baby Tate, Monaskin. Um, and like I wouldn't say I would give it to him. Like, like that was just would have been my choice. But I, but yeah, it's not my choice because I'm not part of the voting recording academy. So all that. But yeah, um, next up will be the pop category. Um, there are two that I'm going to be skipping because of the fact that um, they were part of the main ceremony. So we'll, we'll skip over that. Um, best pop duo performance was won by Ghost for Ghost in the Machine by SZA and Phoebe Bridgers. And I was so happy about this because um, I actually thought that like because the Recording Academy, I thought they would give it to Karma um, by Taylor Swift and Ice Spice, which... In my honest opinion, again, as much as I love Taylor Swift, um, the Ice Spice version for Karma is not my favorite. And however, um, the fact that SZA and Phoebe Bridgers got it, I was so happy. Like, I love SZA. I love Phoebe Bridgers. Like, Ghost in the Machine is like that pinnacle part of the album for SOS that was just like, yeah, this is the highlight because one of like the, the most prominent collaborations and you wouldn't think Phoebe Bridgers to be a part of um, a SZA album. However, they worked hand in hand together and it's one of my favorite tracks on SOS and I'm so glad that, that they won for best pop duo performance. This used to be called best collaboration. Now it's pop duo um, slash group, which is fine. Like, um, because collaboration can go hand in hand because like yes like a, an entire band can be considered a collaboration but like to make things more like nuanced like duo slash group works better um next up is pop dance recording um so pop dance recording it was 
is actually a producer's award, not um, an artist award, which is, um, which made sense because it's a recording and how it's produced. Um, now, Pop Dance Recording was won by one of my favorite songs of 2023 and still doesn't get out of my head. Um, Kylie Minogue, Padam Padam. See what I did there? <laughs> um, now, Padam Padam, like the gag that he got even nominated was just like a shock because like when when you first listen to padam padam it's it's not a song that you take seriously however like it is so catchy and like how it was produced i was just like oh and i love kylie minogue like kylie minogue has been like the music for uh, the lgbtq community for years like and this sucks because um can't get you out of my head was like back into the 2000s and that was kylie's most known single in the u.s yet how i know kylie minogue is because of supernova um get out of my way put on put on obviously like all of those like hyper femme pop like tracks that like you would hear at sometimes at a gay bar that like everyone knows and of course um from rupaul's drag race of the number of lip syncs that um was by Kylie Minogue. So um the day that Padam Padam becomes a lip sync, I am going to like lose it because again, one one of my all-time favorite songs um from 2023. Like it's just again, like the fact that it was like a whole resurgence with that, but still didn't get their full rec it's, it's, Kylie does not get the full recognition she deserves in the US. Like, yes, yeah, she she does have a residency. However, I need her to tour. I really need her to tour because like the U S appreciates her yet. Her record label doesn't think that, and she needs that promotion, but yeah. Um, next up in the rock metal alternative category. So this was a win for um, a lot of women in music because um, a lot of my favorite people won the, in the, in the rock metal alternative category. And I'm so happy for them. Um, but so, but for us, best rock performance and best rock song um, was given to Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius. And when I tell you, I was like so happy. Like I was watching the um, the pre um, show like award show for this. I was so happy because Not Strong Enough, Boy Genius, like Boy Genius, like brought like had one of the best. Um, like runs this year because like after listening to the record i was like like this is this is amazing like you have three amazing singers julian baker phoebe bridgers and lucy dacus all in a category together and like like all well not, not category like band together and one of like the best um groups to come of music again they're considered a super group because they were all individual artists like with their own visions and then they come together and it's just like and i love like the play of boy genius because their name comes from the fact that um of course every single um industry to think of is very male dominated um music industry included and um boy genius is like pretty much an oxymoron for them because again all, all female artists naming themselves boy genius <laughs> and i love that like not strong enough was like one of my best like favorite tracks of 2022 i mean 2023 and like it's been like it's it's good for them because like 
I love indie music like as well. Um, hence my shirt of Maggie Rogers. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to indie music, Boy Genius takes takes the cake, and then like they also like dabbled into alternative. Like the most of the indie influence comes from Phoebe because of um, where, where she comes from with indie folk and all that. But like it works so well. Like and the fact that not strong enough won, I was so happy for them, and this is like goes from there. And then. Um, they also won, um, Boy Genius also won for Best Alternative Music Album for the record. And again, the record is, like, again, one of my favorite um, albums from 2023. And, um, oh boy, um, I need to, like, get on a little soapbox here real quick. Stan Twitter, I don't care about your faves not winning. Um, because, yes, Boy Genius was nominated alongside with Lana Del Rey with Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under... under uh, a tunnel under under ocean boulevard that that's a tongue twister even though it's not a tongue twister um now like a lot of the lana fans who are like pissed about um boy genius winning and hating on them for it i'm like again it is not um boy genius's fault that they won again the academy voted for them and but this is one of the few times that like they actually got it right and um, like, don't get me wrong, like, Lana sh should have been overdue for an album because No One Fucking Rockwell was one of the best albums out there. But the fact that, like, the record is right there, like, they deserve the win. I don't care. Um, but along with that, um, Boy Genius was also nominated alongside Arctic Monkeys, Gorillas, and PJ Harvey. Um, now, Arctic Monkeys, I can understand. Like, I was, like, also obsessed with that album with the car, but again the record like come on like and and here's the thing like yes i do like did you know there's a tunnel under uh, there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard but it wasn't like album of the year to me so can't, you can't win it you can't win it you, you can't lose it and um this was like one of like the precursors of um like what was going to get album of the year because um the record and um did you know there's a tunnel under 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 Stone boulevard were nominated with an album of the year and this meant that um of of those two of boy genius and lana like boy genius was in the running for that so but yeah and then the other categories for best um rock album um paramore for this is why they won and i was so happy for them because um again the timing was so weird because like they they now are independently um they're now an independent artist um after being with atlantic Records for 20 years which is mind-blowing to me and um and this is why it was like the culmination like of like it's just surprised like Honestly, I was a little surprised because, like, I really thought it was either going to go to um, Foo Fighters or Greta Van Fleet. Um, but again, this was also a stack category. So for context, um, Foo Fighters, um, but here we are, um, one of their first albums um, um, post Taylor, which so so rest in peace because uh, Taylor is an icon. Um, um, Starcatcher by Greta Van Fleet, 72 Seasons by Metallica and In Times New Roman by Queens of the Stone Age. When you when I tell you this category was stacked, like this was stacked, and I did not expect Paramore to win this. And with my bias showing, like I'm so happy Paramore won. So um now I don't know who I else who I would have thought would have won, but I really thought it was gonna go to Foo Fighters because of um 
like because how know how well known Foo Fighters are, but again, very happy for Paramore. And they also won for best alternative music performance for their single of This Is Why. And they were that was nominated along with Belinda Says by Always, Body Paint by Arctic Monkeys, Cool About It by Boy Genius, and A and W by Lana Del Rey. So now this is shocking because um A&W was is nominated for Song of the Year. And the fact that this is why um beat A&W, like where's the like that's a disconnect right there. That is a huge disconnect. Like, how do you nominate something for Song of the Year and not like get a win for your respective category? Like and for best metal performance, um, this was a given 72 seasons by Metallica. Um, nominated alongside with Batman by Disturbed, Phantom of the Opera by Ghost, Hide Mine by Slipknot, and Jaded by um, Spirit Box. Now, um, really mostly familiar with Metallica, Disturbed, Ghost, and Slipknot. Really don't know much about Spirit Box, but um, it, it was pretty much like set in, set in stone that Metallica doesn't win that. Um, solid song, um, but though I will say this. Um, I've been on a ghost kick lately and cause like what's so different about ghosts because like they are a, they, they are a band, but they have, their band is more lore based and it tells a story with some sorts, which I could have justified giving, like trying to give me- best metal performance for fandom of the app by ghost. So that's all about it. Um, but, um, but side note, so back to alternative uh, music performance, the fact that Cool About It, like not even like, one of the singles was still nominated with that, um, with Boy Genius, I was like, I really thought Boy Genius was going to sweep the entire um, rock category, but hey, um, it was shared amongst with Paramore, and the fact that majority of the awards that were won in the rock category was female, <laughs> yes, Paramore being fem- female-led, and then Boy Genius being all female. So, so happy about that. Okay, next up is the R&B rap spoken word section. Now, who this was a lot. Like, um, again, I'm not going to get into all of them, all the ones that, um, because of the fact that there's so many, but I'm just going to name the, the ones I care about. So, um, best R&B performance was won by I See You by Coco Jones. I grew up with Coco Jones watching um, Let It Shine on Disney Channel and like give her her flowers. Like Coco Jones is amazing. Like, and the fact that she was like one of her first like Grammys like is from this year. Like, come on, like Coco Jones, you deserve it so much. Like I grew up watching you from Let It Shine and like you are an amazing singer and I wish I got to see you last year, but um, like that same week was I already had a lot of concerts going on, so I didn't want to like overdo it. So, but I would have seen you live because again, your your album this year was amazing, and like it just shows that how much you've grown as an artist ever since you were on Disney Channel. Um, and then best R and B song, um, well, so songwriters award, um, um, snooze won and. This was given to Leon Thomas um, in addition with SZA. And let me tell you, I was so happy to know that the fact that um, Leon Thomas from Victorious did win. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, you have no idea how much like that meant like to me because like, like literally my childhood people are winning Grammys here and like and rightfully so. 
and snooze is one of like my favorite tracks off of sos as well like in addition with um ghost of the machine and kill bill well both well ghost of the machine specifically because kill bill is a single like like kill bill is a great song but like it it was like i mean it got overplayed like not in like a bad sense it's just like i just heard it a lot so hmm, it doesn't really matter but but it also got nominated alongside with angel by halle bailey um Back to Love um, by Robert Glasper featuring Sir and Alex Isley. Um, I See You by Coco Jones and On My Mama by Victoria Monet. Um, this this was a this was a another stacked um, category. Like, um, but I'm happy Snooze got it, and the fact that both SZA and um, Leon Thomas III even got this as well. Like, so happy. Um, and then. Progressive R&B album, won by, um, won by SZA for SOS. Um, again, SOS, phenomenal album. I was, like, this was a given for her. and But it sucked because um, The Age of Pleasure was also nominated in here. And Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet was also nominated for Album of the Year. So, which meant here, SOS was also, um, for sure, the front runners of, um, for Album of the Year for that point. So... For those two of um, the record and SOS, though those were the contention, and then which knocked out. Did you know there's a tunnel under under a Boulevard and at the Age of Pleasure, unfortunately, which which sucks because Janelle Monae, oh my god, like Janelle Monae is like one of like one of my favorite like artists ever, like performers live as well. Like she was my concert of the year. Um, yeah, they were my concert of the year last year, um, and I can't still stop thinking about that concert because like. And I was front row for that, and like, and that was like part of the reason why. But also, like, performing why she was like the stage presence she has, vocality, everything, and the Age of Pleasure just like did exactly that. And she also highlighted so many like um, black artists that I've never even heard of, like that to give them their flowers and like just kudos to Janelle, like um, again, just amazing. But SOS, like. Now, SOS being that it was released in December of 2022, it had to be um, nominated for the following year. It's like, so it wasn't nominated last year, but was did nominate. It was nominated this year, which I I was all for because, um, like, it just give just gave them that album their due. Because for context, um, the eligibility period for the Grammys um, it starts on October 1st, and then eh, October 1st of um, that year into the next year until um, September 30th of that year. So for, for context, the 2024 um, legibility period was from um, October 1st of 2022 till um, September 30th of 2023. So that's the, yeah, I should have, I should have mentioned that in the beginning, but oh well, but yeah. Um, for R&B album, um, that went to Victoria Monet for Jaguar 2. And like this was this was the like pinnacle moment for Victoria Monet because I've been listening to Victoria Monet like ever since um they opened for Fifth Harmony in 2016. Um I also knew about um her work with writing for Ariana Grande and um she helped co-wrote um Be Alright and Be Alright's one of my favorite songs ever. She like Victoria even performed that. Um like on her own i was just like is this happening right now like like she like i need more artists to do that like um 
I know it's like it's kind of a thing, but in more recent times, it's not really been a thing as much. But like, I do remember when I did see One Republic Live, Ryan Tedder did perform um, songs that he wrote um, in his concert, and like that should be that should be like a normal thing. Like again, like own your work, like perform what you what you were able to do, like what you were able to write. So yeah. Um, but Jaguar 2, like, that changed the game when it came to, um, the albums of last year, because, like, I kid you not, like, Victoria Monet deserves, like, much more flowers than, like, any other artists that were up and coming at the time, because, like, again, when she, like, came onto the scene, like, fully came onto the scene in 2016, like, she was just known as, like, oh, she just wrote for Ariana Grande, like, she is like her own artist when it comes to this. Um, she also got nominated along with Girls Night Out by Babyface, um, What I Didn't Tell You, um, Deluxe Version by Coco Jones, Special Location by Emily King, and Clear 2 Soft Life EP by Summer Walker. So, and like w- w- when I tell you, like th- when I saw this category, it had to be either between Victoria or Coco. And I'm so happy that Victoria got, um, took this and just took it. Um, when it comes to the rap category, so I will say this. Um, a lot of the rap um, categories is rewarded to the same people. And um, even Drake put it best um, a couple years back. Like, yes, I may be part of, um, like, I may be nominated with them. But some of these, like, like take Hotline Lane, for example. That won a Grammy in 2016. But he even said himself, that's not even a rap song. And it still got nominated in the rap category. So I don't know what's going on with that. Like, and they still try to like, but aside from that. Um, so for best rap performance was won by Scientists and Engineers by Killer Mike featuring Audrey 3000 Future and Aaron um, Allen Kane. So I am not too familiar with Killer Mike. Um, however, um, if it was enough for um, like, and Okay, so um, I'm I'm verifying this list through Wikipedia, so I want to see if there was like an actual link for that, but it didn't seem like there was one. So um, I need I need to look into Killer Mike's work, um, so I don't really know much. Um, but um, of the other people that got nominated, um, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar for Hillbillies, um, Black Thought for Love Letter, um, Drake and Twenty One Savage for Rich Flex, and then Koi Le- um, LeRae for Players. Um, so yeah. Um, and then melodic rap performance went to All My Life by Lil Durk um, featuring Jay Cole. Now, this was a good choice. Like, um, again, don't know much about Lil Durk, but I have listened to that song, and I was just like, yep, it made sense. Um, also got nominated alongside with Sin in the Top of the World by Burna Boy and 21 Savage, Attention by Doja Cat, Spin About You by 21 Drake, by 21 Drake, <laughs> Drake and 21 Savage, and Low by SZA, which that was a good choice for SZA to... Um, put her in the melodic rap for low because that also made sense um scientists and engineers also won for best rap song um so um again when when it comes to um most of the um grammys like and i should say this in the beginning but like there's like the songwriters category producers category and then um just an artist like so you can give more for a grammy for being the artist the songwriter or a producer so that's like the best way i can like 
explain it. Um, and then for best rap album, um, Michael by Killer Mike. Um, so basically, um, Killer Mike um, won most, I think, all three of the categories he got nominated for. And then it was famously known that famously, um, well, not famously, infamously, um, was mentioned that he did get arrested after he won his awards before he was able to get to the main ceremony. There was no explanation what happened. Um, I was like, what's going on? Um, apparently he got into a fight from what I heard, but, um, can't really like make judgment at that. Cause I was just like, Oh, he got arrested. Um, don't know what happened, but hopefully that, that gets resolved. Um, so for the jazz traditional pop, um, contemporary instrumental musical theater, I'm not going to get into too many of this because, um, Again, there's there's so many categories. Like it's so like overwhelming to know what like you care about. Um, this wasn't a surprise. Um, Samara Joy won for best jazz performance because Samara Joy did win best new artist last year. So, um, and haven't heard any others for John Batiste, um, Lakesha. Is it Lakesha Benjamin? Um, Adam Blackstone and um, Fred Hirsch and um, Esperanza Spalding, who also won best new artist years ago. Um, don't know anything about the jazz categories. Can't really like make an opinion about that. Um, but um, best traditional pop vocal album, um, Bewitched by Laufey. Okay, so um, I'm familiar with Laufey because like um, she's been um within the whole like indie pop scene ever since like um. I've been listening to a lot more indie music because of All Things Go, and Luffy was part of that, even though I don't think Luffy has performed at All Things Go yet. Um, I could be wrong. I need to, like, double-check on that. But um, Luffy is, like, one of those artists where you can tell, like, she knows that. Because, like, when it's nomination nominated for traditional pop compared to actual pop, it's like, oh, okay. Um, also got nominated alongside um, Liz Calloway for Steve and Love. Um, Liz Calloway celebrates... Um, Sodheim, um, and then Pieces of Treasure by Ricky Lee Jones, um, Holidays Around the World by Pentatonix, um, Only Only the Strong Survive by Bruce Springsteen, and Sodheim Unplugged, um, NYC Sessions by various artists. So, And then um, also one I'm familiar with, um, for Best Musical Theater Album, um, Some Like It Hot. Um, now, I don't know much about some like it hot too much um who else got nominated was um kimberly akimbo parade shuck and sweeney todd um personally for me i would have either given it to shuck or sweeney todd um but i'm so happy that some like it hot did win it and that was something that i was not expecting so um all right moving on to the country and american roots categories um so it's a little bit tough because like i have a love-hate relationship with country like i love female country but i do not like male country um so just put that out there um however i will say this um i am happy that for best country duo group performance was won by zach bryan and casey musgraves for i remember everything now zach bryan being the artist that he is like he's considered an like quote-unquote independent artist um, but still is like within like country. Cause like, it's hard to describe because, um, Zach Bryan has worked with, I believe the Lumineers, um, Maggie Rogers, um, Noah Khan, 
um like all within like the indie um rock um slash like like that type of music but like he's been categorized as country which is fine this is like um but um the fact that uh, he worked with Casey Musgraves, but I remember everything. It's again, I remember everything was also one of those tracks. I was just like, I've been mesmerized and um, mesmerized. And Zach Bryan is one of those artists that like he he writes from his heart. Like, um, I'm like a very casual fan of his, but like I still lo- like love with most of his stuff. And I wish I could try to like see him in concert at some point, but who knows when that will happen. Um, he with the country duo performance. Um, he there was, uh, was also High Note by Dirk Spetley by um, featuring Billy Strings, Nobody's Nobody by Brothers Osborne, um, Kissing Your Picture, um, is so called by Vince Gill and Paul Franklin, Save Me by Jelly Roll and Lainey Wilson, and We Don't Fight Anymore by Carly Pierce and Chris Stapleton. Um, so something about the country category and mixed in with American roots, it's like like yes those two can work hand in hand but they're two distinctly different categories like when it comes to country and american roots um because for best americana performance and this was one of my favorite tracks of of 2023 as well dear insecurity by brandy clark and brandy carlisle so two brandies and obviously one of my favorite singers ever brandy carlisle was a part of this and i was just like yes they got that and like hadn't what's so funny is because like how I, how I was introduced to brandy carlisle at first was um when she got nominated for the joke and um the album associated with that um everyone was like who the hell is brandy carlisle but then when i once i finally listened to her i was just like oh wait like no wonder she's great um of course she did come out um she is known for the song for her song the story which was like from years ago and all and then funny enough which i found out like i want to say a year and a half after i watched a star is born um she was on that movie and as like a um like a stand-in artist for something i forgot what it was but like i did appreciate the fact that she was in that and then of course like of course she blew up like after the grammys of that year and i was like yes um then best american roots performance um eve was black by allison russell i love allison russell like um allison russell i got to see at the love loud festival um the dc version specifically because it was allison russell david archuleta um victoria monet and lindsey sterling and allison russell was one of the openers um eve was black oh my god so powerful like um also nominated alongside with John Batiste um, for Butterfly, um, um, The Blind Boys of Alabama for Heaven Help Us All, um, Madison Cunningham inventing the wheel, and um, is it Rhiannon um, Giddens for You Louisiana Man? Um, so yeah, um, great artists in this category, um, especially with Madison Cunningham like like bre- like breaking out um, that year alone because. Um, I got to see Madison Cunningham opening open for Hosier, and she is a great vocalist. Like, um, I can't wait to listen to more of her work. So, um, let's see. Anything else within this that I care about? Oh, and then um, 
best folk album won by Joni Mitchell. Um, and the fact, and we'll get into the main like um, category, like the main ceremony soon. But the fact that Joni Mitchell, um, that was her very first performance for that, and like, and she, and she won won an album for for this year. I was just like, good on you. Like, it is one of like the like a lot of legendary artists like still getting like awards that they like rightfully deserve. So. Okay, so next we're into um, Latin, Global, African, Reggae, um, New Age, Ambient, Nerd Chant. Now, this is a this is a whole like new section. So the this is basically the global category essentially. So um, of the ones that I know, the only ones um, that I really know is honestly um, "Water Water" by Tyla. Um, this song blew up on TikTok last year, and it's now getting, like, the radio exposure it's getting, and, like, again, radio, what's taking you so long to, like, finally recognize most songs, like, these days? And, like, yes, like, I understand that, like, it's, you're only playing stuff that's considered popular, but, like, I've listened to Water ever since, like, of that summer, and it's been, like, a staple every time I hear, like, a drag performance and it's just like this is like again when you hear the make me sway <laughs> like it's just it's just like it's just great um yeah um oh here we go next up um so we're now in like the visual uh, media category and there there were some really good contentions here um again i'm only gonna do the ones i care about um but um now here's the funny thing like the fact that audiobook narration and storytelling recording is considered a grammy category um for narrating your book which again i'm all for because again like grammys it's not just music it's um again like rec recording wise um the light we carry by michelle obama um rightfully rightfully winner rightful winner um also nominated alongside with Meryl Streep, William Shatner, Rick Rubin, and Bernie Sanders. Um, so, again, interesting mix, but um, at the same time, it's like, we pretty sure knew who was going to win. Um, compilation soundtrack um, for visual media. Oh, this was a hard one, because um, there was Barbie the Album, Aurora um, by Daisy Jones and the Six, um, the Black Panther Album, Guardians of the Galaxy, Austin Mix Volume 3, um, and then Weird Al, Yankovic Story um, by Weird Al. And, but to no surprise, and honestly, like, rightfully so, the Barbie album did win for Best of Compilation Soundtrack because when I remember listening to the Barbie album, like, front to down, like, they managed to make an album so cohesive and still, and these, the individual artists still, like, kept to their true sound and that has never heard of when it comes to, like those type of like soundtracks because like yeah because they usually write in their style and it usually becomes a mess however barbie like the barbie album like did that like co like a cohesive one top to bottom i was just like it could have been contention for album of the year but it wasn't so um, but next up, um, there's the score soundtrack, um, and rightfully so, um, Oppenheimer. And this is so funny to me because um, it was so Oppenheimer, The Fablemans, 
Indiana Jones and the Dial Dynasty, um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Barbie were all nominated. Now, <laughs> it's funny to me because like both Barbie and Oppenheimer because of Barbenheimer. Um, but rightfully so, Oppenheimer won for the music because like the music in that movie is stunning. Um, but um, funny enough, um, that was the fact that Ludwig um, Gronson was nominated um, twice in the same category and what was he going to win for Oppenheimer or black Panther? So, um, and for Barbie, it was for Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt, who are a like a powerhouse duo when it comes to movies. Um, they worked together for a star was born and obviously like working together for Barbie. It, was, it made sense. Um, and this was one of my favorite categories. Um, best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media. And rightfully so, um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor um, won for a be for their for their score soundtrack. Like, I'm so happy because like we know how Star Wars is. Like, Star Wars is iconic, and but it geeks me because like as a video gamer, uh, again, professional fangirl of concert track and video games, um, and it it just makes me happy that um, that Star Wars um, won for the music, like and rightfully so, like. And surprisingly enough, and I'm glad that, like, because um, usually John Williams is a big part of Star Wars, um, but obviously this was for Steve, um, Stephen Barton and um, Gordy Hobb. And again, they're still great. Um, other people who wanted that, uh, not one, other people within that category were for Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, um, God of War Ragnarok. Um, that would have been my choice. Because, um, like, again, I, God of War Ragnarok, again, one of the most groundbreaking games. Um, Stray Gods, um, the role-playing musical, and then, unfortunately, um, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, for context, um, I don't give Hogwarts Legacy the time of day um, because, unfortunately, J.K. Rowling still um, is actively working, like, again, for, for those who know, who know, and... I don't give Hogwarts Legacy at the time of day, but anyways. All right, so best best song for written, best song written for um, visual media. This was essentially a Barbie off and Rihanna. Because <laughs> um, four of the five nominees were all songs from Barbie. And then um, and then there was Lift Me Up by, by Rihanna. So what was I made for from Barbie? Dance the Night from Barbie. Barbie World from Barbie, and I'm Just Ken from Barbie. Um, so, of course, What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish, Dance Tonight by Bidua Lipa, um, Barbie World by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj, um, um, I'm Just Ken by Ryan Gosling, and then Lift Me Up by Rihanna. So, and who won the Barbie off? Um, what Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. Um, right choice. Um, though I was heartbroken because obviously, like, Dua could have taken it too. Um, because because, like, the fact that um, Dance Night was the first Barbie single, and it is, like, again, in the style of how Dua would perform, um, and, it, like, I cannot wait for, to see Dua live again. I can watch, to, like, see Dance the Night live, and I was just, like, you know, like, and Dance Night was also my song of the year last year, so. But it did make sense for What Was I Made For to win, because, like, the essence of the song just made sense again. Mm. I used to float, and then, of course, like, just something you pay for. Like, it's just, 
genius. Um, Barbie World, again, in interpolation of Aqua's Barbie World with Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj. And then I'm Just Ken. Now, it would have been a gag for I'm Just Ken to win. But knowing that he wasn't going to get it because it is, the song, it is a songwriter's award. But a lot of people... and. The discourse behind this is so baffling to me because they were just like, give Ryan Gosling a Grammy because he was a part of it. I'm just like, he sung the song. I get it. But he's not within the songwriting part. Again, you got to understand, like, yes, like, there, like, there's the whole, like, disconnect when it comes to, like, yes, you, you sang the song for it, but does it mean that you're going to be rewarded for it? Probably not. Like, Unless it got nominated um, for um, a performance um, category, then that would mean that he would win that. So, all right. Next up for best music video. Um, now, this was funny to me because, like, the number of music videos that are in this is not as di well. It is diverse, but like, so limited options. Um, now, this was a shock to me, though, but I'm so happy for them. The fact that the Beatles won for Best Music Video for I'm Only Sleeping. Now, for context, I'm Only Sleeping is a song that was written, like, it was one of the um, songs that Paul McCartney wrote within the Beatles, like, one of the last few songs before they broke up. And then, obviously, with John Lennon and George, um, George Harrison no longer um, living, um, they used AI to reimagine that, and they they made the song, also made the music video with that, and just like, oh, okay. Now I will say this: um, AI, um, not a big fan. However, this use of AI um, kind of like did kind of hit the nail on the head in the in a good way because of the fact that this was using an old recording of. It, it, this was a demo recording that they reimagined that were able to like bring the old sound back. So this is one use of AI that I will kind of support in a way. So and then for best music film, um, went to um, Moon Age Dream Daydream by David Bowie, which was um, remastered. Um, was it remastered? Um, need to confirm that really quick. Oh, the 2022 documentary film. Um, oh, it just takes the title of uh, the David Bowie song. So it, was, it wasn't reimagined. So it was just like, okay. So so it was a 2022 film. Um, and then how? And then Alongside was nominated with How I'm Feeling Now by Louis Capaldi, Live from Paris, The Big Steppers Tour by Kendrick Lamar, I Am Everything by Lil Richard, and Dear Mama by Tupac Shakur. Um, now... Music film is very, like, specific, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm glad that, like, they even, like, they include this because, again, it's a, a music film, um, and it recognizes um, the video, the di director and producers of the film, like, and I do believe the artists do get credit, um, but yeah, all right, um, as like all the other categories are considered professional categories, so I'm not gonna get into those. Um, because it's really not much to like. All right, so let's get to the music category. Um not the not music category. Let's get into the main ceremony stuff. So um 
So Best Pop Solo Performance was the first award um, to be rewarded in the main ceremony um, presented by Mariah Carey. And Best Pop Solo Performance was won um, by Miley Cyrus for Flowers. Um, now, was would have this been my choice? Um, probably not. Um, however, um, of the other songs that were nominated, so Paint the Town Red for Doja Cat, um, what was I made for for Billie Eilish? Um, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, and Antihero, Taylor Swift. Um, considering Flowers was one of like part of the big four nominations, I get it. Um, then I can also speak for it for What Was I Made For, for Song of the Year. Um, um, no, nomination. And then Vampire as well, and then also Antihero. But um, happy for Flowers. Like, it made sense. Um, yeah. Um, next up um, was the Best Musica Urbana album. This was the only category with only three, only three um, nominees, and that included um, Carol G. Taney and um, Bruno Alejandro, and um, and rightfully so. And I'm so happy for her because I love this album too. Um, Carol G. won for Best Musica Urbana. Urbana album and um this this used to be just best la I think just best Latin album in general and again I, I love Carol G and the fact that um like and Carol G had a huge year last year too so um she won she went on a couple stadium shows and like sold them out and did great like all right and then next up for best country album Casey Musgraves um got to uh, present that um and best country album went to um Be bell bottom country by laney wilson so funny enough about this so i knew who laney wilson was however i just didn't wasn't really familiar as much um this was a weird category like um just to think because i was just like it had like this this would have been zach bryan's win um but I'm still happy because um, Lainey Wilson um, is also great. Um, but I really thought that I honestly thought that Zach Bryan was going to win that. But hey, good on, good on her. Um, best R&B song. Um, I think I did mention this in the um, in the like prior stuff um, because because R&B song is um, a songwriter's category. Um, yeah, I did mention it, but I'll mention it again. Um, Snooze won for Best R&B Song. Um, was presented by Lizzo, and Lizzo and SZA are close. Um, and, again, Snooze won, and I'm so happy because, like, again, the songwriting in Snooze is so smart. Like, um, I don't know who's the backing background, like, the back, the backing, like, song background with um, for Snooze. Because it's a, it's a male singer, but it's not SZA, obviously, so... Um, but it was deserved. And then um, U2, after their performance, um, they got to present for Best Pop Vocal Album, and to nobody's surprise, and I was happy that um, she won, uh, Best Pop Vocal Album went to Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Now, if you if you were to ask me, um, again, Midnight's is a fine album. Like, I do enjoy it because, like, it brings... Like the fact that her Midnight's album had like 
elements of three of her albums. Like it had like the pop sound of 1989, obviously, the songwriting of Reputation, and the storytelling of Lover. Like I don't know how to describe that in the in that type of way, but it's just like it like it blends so, like Midnight's it was a blendable album where like you can hear so many like albums in one. So I I can understand why. But if I were to pick, I honestly would have picked um, Chemistry by Kelly Clarkson. But um, the unfortunate thing is because of the fact that um, Chemistry was not even nominated within the Big Four, so it wasn't even up for contention. And um, But Midnight's Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus and Guts were all nominated for Album of the Year, which unfortunately meant with Midnight's winning for Best Pop Vocal Album, Endless Summer Vacation, and Guts... Um, were out of contention um in a in a sense however of course it back in 2021 yeah 2021 um the fact that fusion nostalgia won for best pop vocal album but folklore won for album of the year which again there's, there's a disconnect however it didn't mind it but because like the fact that duo won for best for best pop vocal album that year made sense all right um then Next up, after um, after Best Pop Vocal Album, um, Song of the Year. Okay, we're now all into the big four now. So I'm going to name each song individually, and then um, I'll give my thoughts for each of them. After, I'll give my thoughts about this um, at, at the very end. So um, Song of the Year um, it was... Um, yeah. So song of the year. Uh, <laughs> I'm repeating myself. Sorry about that. Um, the ca- the nominees were A and W by Lana Del Rey, Antihero by Taylor Swift, Butterfly by John Batiste, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill by SZA, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, and What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. So, to remember, Song of the Year is a songwriter's category, recognizing the um, the songwriting of the song. Um, and who won that? What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. And this was so tough for me because, like, I could have justified any, like, um, I could have justified either um, Dance the Night, um, A&W, or or kill bill to be like the winners for this but i am so happy that Billie eilish won because um again the essence of what was i made for for the barbie album is like so strategically smart to where like of course barbie's supposed to be fun like all that and then of course taking like a song that's supposed to be sad it's like what was i made for like it just made so many so much sense and i'm so happy that um both Billy Eilish and Phineas won again songwriters category, so that made sense. All right, and then next up was best new artist. Now, y'all, so this was best new artist was a stacked category because like there are so many artists in this category specifically. I would have like been like okay with winning, but um, if it had to come to like. It, it basically narrowed down three people for me. So um, so Best New Artists were, um, the nominees were 
Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan, Victoria Monet, and The Warren Treaty. And the winner of Best New Artist was Victoria Monet. Now, when I tell you I was so obsessed with this, again, like I mentioned it before, the fact that Victoria Monet went from being just a songwriter to a like well-known artist, like again, first first like wrote songs for Ariana Grande. Well, one of the one of her first like career moves. Um, because what I did not know, but at the same time, like it made sense. Um, so Fifth Harmony got to work with Victoria Monet back in 2014. Um, they for, that's when they first met. Like, and obviously two years later, they were um, Victoria Monet was able to open for Fifth Harmony on their tour, and that's how I was familiar with Victoria Monet. And then as time went on, Victoria Monet has become like her own artist, and she's like a deserve a much 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 deserved um, Grammy win. Um, I. Like of the three, like the three I would have picked were either Victoria Monet, Coco Jones, or Noah Khan. Like the meteoric rock, the, the the meteorotic rise of Noah Khan, like this in twenty twenty three is like because like I'll be honest, like I I was remember like looking at tour dates for oh not tour dates um, show dates for um Meriwether, which is one of the local venues um for my area. And um, Meriwether Post Pavilion specifically, and I saw Noah Khan. I was just like, "Who's Noah Khan?" And I was like, looking at this, I was like, "Oh, it's sold out." So he's pretty big. So I could have justified that because of how like how big of an artist he's been in 2022 and 2023, and then of course Coco Jones because obviously like growing up with her and also like the artist that she grew up, I grew up with is now like one of like a it's now a Grammy winner like. It had to come down to that. So, yeah. So, happy for you, Victoria, because, like, you, you were, like, one of, like, my favorite artists that was, like, hoping that you were going to win, and you won. And then after um, Best New Artist was Record of the Year. <sighs> I was kind of cringing um, with both Meryl Streep and Mark Ronson announcing this, because, like... Meryl Streep was like, oh, record of the year, so we're going to reward an album for this. And then Mark Ronson was like, no, we're going to reward for the track. But, but And then Meryl Streep was like, but a record is an album, right? Yes, but in this sense, we're rewarding the song. And had, and Mark Ronson had explained, like, yeah, I, I won record of the year in the past. Uh, because, fun fact, Mark Ronson did win record of the year for Uptown Funk, which rightfully deserved. Um anyway so for record of the year um it was nominees were um worship by john batiste um not strong enough by boy genius um what was i made for by billy eilish um flowers by miley cyrus um on my mama by victoria monet vampire by olivia rodrigo anti-hero by taylor swift and kill bill by sizzle and the winner record of the year was flowers by miley cyrus okay um this will sound a little controversial for me but like in my honest opinion i would have given record of the year to either not strong enough 
Kill Bill or On My Mama. I mean, no shade to Miley, because like, um, because the thing is with Flowers, it like it sounds. I don't want to say it, but like I, I'll just say it. Like it sounds a little generic, um, and it's just like a very like because it, it kind of samples um, when I was your man by Bruno Mars, um, and it's just like very like slow and it's. But then again, like the production is still top notch in a way like that. I can't like put a put a pass behind. Um, I just thought that uh, was gonna go to like someone else, but again, so happy for Miley because again. Um, Miley did get um, her first two Grammys this for this year, and long overdue, long overdue because um, justice for the climb, justice for can't be tamed, justice for plastic hearts, like all phenomenal like version, like all ph- all phenomenal songs that should have like gotten like much more. But yeah, and then the final award of the night, album of the year. Um, and the nominees were um, World Music Radio by John Batiste, The Record by Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus, Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey, The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet, hmm. um, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, SOS, SZA, and Midnight's by Taylor Swift. But before we get into all that, we just have to acknowledge the fact that Celine Dion um, announced this. And, like, she was supposed to be a surprise, and then a lot of people kind of clocked it because of the silhouette when they were like, and then uh, Album of the Year is going to be presented by a surprise presenter. And everyone was just like, surprise presenter. I was just like, it probably had to be Celine because, um, for those who don't know, Celine has been like off the radar when it comes to like being in the public eye because she does have stiff person syndrome um and it's a i don't know much about um her condition and it's something that she's been keeping private about and rightfully so because um again it's her life and we don't want to like be a little bit parasocial with like what's been going on with her um and album of the year goes to midnights by taylor swift now I'm going to be a little bit honest here. Um, As much as I do love Taylor Swift, I really thought, I really, really thought that um, SOS was going to win album of the year. Um, This was something that um, has been brought up. So I'm going to bring this up now. I was going to bring it up within like the highlights, but I'll bring this up now. Um, So Jay-Z did win um, an award um, for... At the the doc he won the Dr. Drake Global Impact Award and he had a speech a long winded speech um talking about how um and this was like a call out to the Grammys and rightfully so and um how why does Beyonce have the most albums ever but none of them is album of the year like the math ain't math in there because like. I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly because of the fact I really wanted Lemonade and Renaissance to win Album of the Year. Both times, Beyonce was nominated for Album of the Year. Yes, I know she was nominated for her, self-t- for her self-titled album as well. Um, I forgot who won that year. However, um, 
I didn't think that. Well, I won't say it, like, like it, it, it's up there, which is why I was not nominated. But um, when it came to Lemonade and Renaissance, those should have gotten um, album of the year. So that major call out and the fact that like, OK, don't get me wrong. This is like, again, I'm going to have give credit for credit is due when it comes to Taylor Swift winning her fourth album of the year. And it's not Taylor's fault that she won this. But in me, in my honest opinion, because of the fact that um, Taylor Swift did have a huge year with the Eras tour, and again, I'm being honest about this again, and this is me coming as a Swifty, so don't come for me. Yeah, again, Midnight's is a, is a solid, fine album, but it wasn't album of the year for me, and I really thought that SOS was going to get it. And and mind you this, both Midnight's and SOS um, both came out in the end of 2022. When I first listened to Midnight's, because that came out in October, I was just like, ooh, this could be another album of the year for Taylor. And then once I heard SOS, I was just like, oh, shit. SZA could take this, too. And, like, I forgot what were my main contentions for album of the year before the nominations were announced, but SOS was up there, and I really thought that SZA was going to take it this year. Um, but I will say this. Um, SZA was grateful that she did win some. She just like she was just grateful being there, and she didn't really mind that she lost. And, I mean, power to you, SZA. Um, and then there's also the discourse of the fact that Taylor ignored Celine after accepting her award from her. Let me tell you this. I understand where the anger is coming from, like why you didn't acknowledge Celine like in that moment. However, um, it just boggles my mind that like the discourse was so heavy around this, and this is like people microanalyzing like this one moment. Be like, like mind you, this I, I don't think like I honestly think that Taylor didn't think that she was gonna win album of the year either. Because um, in the past, when she has been on these awards, so uh, I want to circle this back to when she won for 1989 and 2016. Um, after after her name got announced, um, she was about to go up on stage, and then she like before she went on stage, she went to hug Kendrick Lamar before she went up on stage, and that's the sign of respect to say that I think. Taylor also wanted to pimp a butterfly to win in 2016 as well. Am I saying like as of that 1989 shouldn't have won? No, because like in my in a, honest opinion too, like I thought that 1989 was like one of those like cultural resets when it comes to like how she like handled pop music in that way. And, and also that was also a year that um, every single person who was nominated for album of the year also won their respective category. So that's how it should be done. Um, um, with the album of the year this year, album of the year nominations this year, um, the only like sediment that can like, probably like argue with that were Midnight's, The Record, um, and SOS. So like I knew for like from the get go those three were the contentions to win album of the year because. Guts didn't win for pop vocal album. Janelle Monet didn't win for um, Janelle Monet for the Age of Legend didn't win for progressive R and B. Um, Ocean Boulevard didn't win for um, alternative music album. 
um, Endless Summer Vacation did win for Best Pop Vocal Album, and then World Music Radio. I forgot if that got nominated for anything. I'm going to double check. Uh, shoot, hold on. It's not doing it for me, or whatever. I'll, I'll worry about it later, but... Um, but yeah, that, that just confused me because I was just like. But also, and again, going back to this as well, but like Taylor and Celine did end up getting a picture backstage, which again, you I don't expect them to like be all like do, do everything in the moment because again, I get it. Social media is like in the like in that moment of everything. And I get it, but like. I feel like people were, were microanalyzing that too much to the point where, like, they were hating Taylor just because Celine was right there. Like, look, I get it. I get it. But it got it got taken a little too far. And I think people should just understand that, like, with her, with, with Celine having her stiff, her condition, like, if I'll be honest, I wouldn't know if I, what I would do at that point. Because, like, I want to make sure she's okay before I'm, like, doing anything so and luckily they like taylor was able to hug celine backstage so that was that but yeah those were the awards um i'm gonna close this off like on a high note because like one of the best moments were, again one of my favorite moments with, with the grammys were were the performances and there were a bunch um starting off obviously with dua lipa opening the show with Pre with a preview of her new single training season, which is not even out yet. And then it goes straight into Houdini. And like and I kid you not, like I'm so happy that she opened like Dua opened the show because like she has like this trajectory where like she like we, we all know the one kiss dance video that she did, like and it's like a little bit cringy, but it's become a meme to this point where Dua knows that like she was not great, and now she's like now she's better at like what she does now. And after watching that performance, I was like of this, I was like, oh my god! Like I'm so happy that she opened the show, and like it was great. Um, I really thought that she was going to open with Dance Tonight because it made sense because like Dance the Night to the Grammys, like, um, and she got nominated that for she got nominated for Dance the Night for Song of the Year, so. But hey, um, she she went to perform what she was um, to promote her music, so it made sense. But the next performance, which was a shock to everyone, um, and well, shock to everyone to the sense where I was just like, is this actually happening? Luke Combs' performance with Tracy Chapin performing Fast Car together. So those who are unfamiliar, so in 2023, Luke Holmes did a cover of Fast Car um, by Tracy Chapman. And then, um, now, I'll be honest, um, for how old I am, um, I did not know that Fast Car was a cover. I thought that was by Luke Holmes. And then I find out about Tracy Chapman, and I took a deep dive with Tracy Chapman's music after I found out. I was just like, oh, wow, Tracy Chapman's actually an amazing artist. And the fact that they got to perform together and they were one of the highlights of the year because of the fact that um, they were the highlights of the year because of the fact that, well, highlights of the performance because of like, it's Tracy Chapman. And it, it like shot up to number one on iTunes. And I was like, good for you, Tracy. Like even her album for that, um, 
for, for like for where a fast car was from even like got the recognition deserved i was just like yes like good good on you crazy um and then scissor performed snooze and kill bill um really great i remember watching um SZA, like live when i got to see her last year amazing performer so um highly recommend watching um it was great um and then billy and phineas performing to what was i made for um now in the past um it used to be where um if you were well it depended on the year but like in 2021 specifically um majority of the album of the year nomination nominees um were given a performance slot which i'm all for because like it made sense for why they you would do that so when i saw what was i made for being um performed i was just like that makes sense and the gag of billy dressing up as the the barbie that she posted on social media i was just like you do you billy like of course it was like an off-putting of like i won't say off-putting but like um a different barbie that you wouldn't expect i was just like oh good and then Miley performing Flowers, like, fresh off her, like, first Grammy win. And I'm so happy she, like, again, like, she performed the hell out of, like, Flowers that time. And it made me appreciate the song a lot more. And also, Miley was living her Tina Turner fantasy and was everything. And then Olivia Rodrigo performs Vampire um, because she got nominated for Vampire. And, okay. This was, like, when it started to, like, I wouldn't say fumble, but more so just, like, wonder. Um, when I, I first noticed it with SZA and then Billy and then now with Olivia, like, for some reason, like, you can tell, like, the, the mic was a little off. Because, like, they were a little, they started off key to start and then they were able to, like, readjust, like, in the middle of the performance and um i'll be honest and i think it has to do with like the arena acoustics and because um it was held at the crypto.com arena in, in la which used to be called the staples center which on honestly the the sponsor name rights kind of went downhill there <laughs> and not gonna lie that arena had has some history of not having good acoustics and I kind of wish, like, I'm glad that, like, depending on where they are, like, they're able to, like, change where, like, where the location is. Like, of course, they've done the Grammys in New York, um, Vegas, um, and then uh, obviously various cities in LA. So, like, of course, they've, they've done the Forum, um, which is not the Kia Forum. So, now, in my honest opinion, though, like, I want um, the Grammys to, like, do, like, a rotating, like, year where they're, like, not always in LA, not always in New York, not always in Vegas. Although Vegas was a new addition for that one year because um, they held the Grammys a late, like a lot later because of um, rising COVID cases, which made sense. So, because what was it? They did they did a March ceremony in 2021, and then an April ceremony in 2022, and then 2023 and then 2024 they went back into their like usual January February. So. I mean, it made sense. Um, and then you two did um, a performance of Atomic City um, while performing in the Sphere live, which, whew, oh my god! Again, I, I like, I love how the Sphere is. Um, I love how like it's a full interactive design. I just feel like 
in my honest opinion, um, the sphere is like one of those venues where it's just like you like very specific artists can perform there. And because like a lot of performances are more visual performers, a lot of like tours are like more like just their performers in general. So um I'm not sure who would be like the next like because um they just they did just announce that Den Company is gonna perform at the sphere next. Um but a lot of people were saying Harry Styles would be, but like, I, I don't like see Harry Styles as like an artist that would like have like visual like those like visuals like of that. But who knows? Um, okay, and this we're now getting to like more ish categories. Oh, wait, not categories, not categories. More so, just like um, so the next is the in memoriam, which not gonna lie, was a little bit too long. Um, but for the people who were performing, it made sense on who performed what. Um, so um, the In Memoriam like, list of performers were Stevie Wonder, Annie Lennox, um, Wendy and Lisa, um, John Batiste, um, Ann Etsby, um, Corey Henry, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Fantasia, and Adam Blackstone. Um, they, they all did In Memoriams um, for the, all the music stars who um, who we lost in 2023 and um this is included but not limited to um tony bennett shanita o'connor um um bill withers i believe yes um um Cla uh, clarence avant and tina turner and oh my god one of my one of my favorite performances from that was fantasia like fantasia um singing proud mary I was like, oh my god. Like again, Fantasia, also one of those artists I was just like so happy to see again. So but another highlight, um, in addition from Tracy Chapman, um, Joni Mitchell. Um, Joni Mitchell performing the very first time in, in the Grammys, like at um how old was she? At 80 years old. Her first performance at the Grammys at 80 years old. And like that was a shock. And of course she got to perform alongside with Brandy Carlisle, Sister Strings, Blake Mills, um, Lucius, Allison Russell, and Jacob Collier. Um, it was great. And then oh boy, it went downhill real fast. Um tell me why um Travis Scott was able to perform um at the Grammys after what happened at Astro World. That's all I'm going to say about that, because, anyways. Um, and then Burna Boy, 21 Savage, and Brandy got to perform. Um, that was a really good performance at that point, too. So I was just like, okay, like, I see you. And then Billy Joel um, was the last performer of the night. Um, first performing, turn the lights back on um, in the middle of the ceremony, like, toward the end. And then perform, you may be right, at the very end with Laufey. Um but yeah, like the a lot of solid performances. Again, top performance for me was Dua Lipa because of my bias, but also major highlights was um, Tracy Chapman, SZA, um, Billy, Miley, um, Joni Mitchell, and Fantasia. But yeah, that was the Grammys twenty twenty four. Now I will say this um, again: I the Grammys as of late has been very. 
like controversial in the past because of the fact that again um i i, I alluded to it earlier the fact that how come beyonce is the most awarded artist of the grammys but has yet to win um something from the big four like the math ain't math in there and um do I think some of the awards, some of the awards that were given out were deserved? Yes, some were no. Um, again, I really thought SOS was going to take it. Um, but again, major highlight award-wise was the fact that Boy Genius like swept what they won. So I was just like, oh, work. Well, I did. Well, they didn't sweep. Like they, they won three awards that I really wanted them to win. So, um, but yeah. Um, so next music-related video will be on the Brits. Um, Lewis will be back for that, and um, I'll be I'll be happy to be part of that as well. If hopefully we'll be able to like arrange a good time to do that. Um, I think we're doing a predictions video at some point, but who knows? Um, but yeah, um, if you did like this video, please just give the video a thumbs up. It really helps out the channel. Um, again, um, as I said in the beginning, subscribe to the subscribe to Cup TV, the Cup of Reality, and Cup ESC. Um, all right, what else? Um, also, um, tell, tell me in the comments what was your biggest um, Grammy highlight, what was your biggest Grammy snub, um, all that. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, um, and then for anything for me to promote, again, I, I do stream on Twitch from time to time. Um, follow me on Monster Cat Woo. My link is um, um, my thing is in the description below. Um, again, I'm Monster Cat Woo on most socials on Twitter, Instagram. Um, all that um, and then i'm hoping to do a a youtube run at some point um, but who knows when that's gonna happen but um but yeah um other than that cheers oh yeah i don't know what that was about <laughs> um i come and i go catch me for a go leave me <laughs> Um, I'm losing my voice. All right, bye.